Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Friday, September 13th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The people in the corner office at WeWork are considering whether to curb the voting power of co-founder Adam Newman. And Speaker of the UK House of Commons John Burko says he'll allow Parliament to do whatever's necessary to stop a no-deal Brexit. Plus, the European Central Bank launches its biggest package of rate cuts and economic stimulus in three years. The FT's Martin Arnold explains what this means for the Eurozone. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The top brass at WeWork are taking a second look at co-founder Adam Newman's voting power. Executives, investors, and advisors are discussing whether to change the terms of Mr. Newman's rights that give him 20 times the voting power of ordinary shareholders. They're also considering removing his wife, Rebecca, from her unusual role in secession planning. Right now, she would help pick a future chief executive if Mr. Newman dies. This is all to save the company's initial public offering, which is dogged by corporate governance concerns. Earlier in the week, the FT reported that SoftBank, WeWork's biggest outside shareholder, urged the company to shelve the hotly anticipated IPO. Advisors to the company are wondering whether investors would bite at an already cut price deal that would value WeWork as low as $15 billion. It's less than half of the $47 billion that WeWork calculated earlier this year when SoftBank invested $2 billion in the group. John Burko will give free reign to Parliament in order to avoid a no-deal Brexit. In a speech in London on Thursday, the outgoing Speaker of the UK House of Commons warned that he would let MPs indulge in, quote, additional procedural creativity if necessary. It would be in order to stop Prime Minister Boris Johnson from illegally implementing a no-deal on the October 31st deadline. Earlier this month, the Commons passed a law that forbids a no-deal. Mr. Burko said the only possible outcome to Brexit was one that's approved by Parliament. One should no more refuse to request an extension of Article 50 because of what one might regard as the noble end of departing from the EU as soon as possible than one could possibly excuse robbing a bank on the basis that the cash stolen would be donated to a charitable cause immediately afterwards. Mr. Burko will stand down as Speaker on October 31st, but he'll still be in a pivotal position to direct events between the EU Council on October 17th, when a Brexit deal could be reached. And in other news, British Airways plans to cancel the majority of its flights on September 27th, thanks to a planned pilot strike. British Airways and the British Airline Pilots Association failed to restart talks after a two-day strike earlier this week. 195,000 customers were affected during that walkout as the two sides battle over pilot pay. Dentistry company Smile Direct Club had a tough first day as a public company. The Nashville-based company sells clear teeth aligners directly to consumers for less than traditional orthodontists. And it priced its shares at $23 each on Thursday, above the range of expectations. But those shares slid 28%, closing at $16.67. That caused Smile Direct Club's implied market capitalization to shrink from $8.9 billion to $6.5 billion. And Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing is prepared to sweeten the terms of its bid for the London Stock Exchange. Sources told the FT the company is, quote, open to considering a higher element of cash in its £32 billion offer. 
Right now, it's largely made up of Hong Kong exchange shares, which have been volatile this year and dropped 3.5% on Thursday. The Hong Kong exchange won't make any changes until the LSE responds to its initial proposal, but that's expected to be formally rejected soon. And here's a closer look at a story you should know more about. On Thursday, outgoing European Central Bank President Mario Draghi launched a fresh wave of rate cuts and economic stimulus for the eurozone economy. This came in response to fears of an economic slowdown and sluggish inflation. The FT's Frankfurt bureau chief, Martin Arnold, talks to us from the streets of Frankfurt about what this stimulus means for Europe's economy. It was a big package of easing measures, including a cut in the ECB's core interest rate further into negative territory from minus 0.4% to minus 0.5%. That's a record low and the first time they've cut rates since March 2016. We also had a restarting of the ECB's quantitative easing program for buying bonds, which had stopped last December, but has now been restarted and will start buying bonds worth 20 billion euros a month from November. And we had some measures to offset the impact of these monetary easing policies on the banking system by giving banks a waiver on the cost for them on their deposits, a so-called tiering policy, and also some cheap loans for Eurozone banks that promised to lend it out, very, very cheap funding. And finally, a change in the guidance that the ECB provides as to how long all of this unconventional monetary easing policies will last in that it's likely to last much longer than previously thought and will only end once the ECB sees inflation come back up towards its target of close to 2%. Martin, you had mentioned that the ECB had some measures to offset the impact of these policies on the banking system. Why does the ECB feel this is necessary? That's right. As they get more into deeper into negative rates and relaunch uh, the bond buying program, uh, quantitative easing, all of this is imposing more costs on the banking system, which in Europe is particularly important because many companies and households are reliant on banks for borrowing, and therefore it's an important channel of monetary policy transmission. The the ECB is very conscious of this, so they've introduced a system of tiering which exempts some of the trillions of, of euros of deposits that banks have with the ECB from these negative interest rates, which are basically a charge on their deposits. And that is seen as good news. And we saw some of the shares of European banks rise after this was announced. But it's not going to solve all the problems of the European banking system, but it is at least a step in that direction. So with Mr. Draghi on his way out of the ECB and former IMF head Christine Lagarde on her way in, what does this stimulus mean for the ECB and the Eurozone? Well, crucially, Mario Draghi has not put any time limit on the bond buying program that he has announced. And he's also extended the time at which interest rates will be held at these record low levels, saying that they will be held there until inflation comes back up to the ECB's target, which many economists think will be a long way away, possibly years away. And that is really tying the hands of his successor, Christine Lagarde, who is due to take over at the start of November into this fresh wave of 
monetary easing policies and, and, and she's inheriting this. Now, some people think that that's not leaving her with many options, but most people that you talk to actually think it suits her because she agrees with much of what Mario Draghi is doing. She agrees with the need for this and she said as much. And also it suits her not to have to fight the battles that Mario Draghi has been fighting with some of the hawks on the governing council and leaves her free to focus on perhaps on other issues such as encouraging Eurozone governments to do more on fiscal policy but also on areas like climate change where Christine Lagarde is expected to be a bit more of an activist. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Amy Keene and me, Mark Filipino. Our editor is Amelia Mahasik. We also got help this week from Michael Bruning. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.